Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown, along with Ryan Graham. Hey, y'all. Tim Thurber. Hello. And our special guest, Ben Moore. Hey, what's going on? And this is State of Atlanta. Welcome, everybody. Thanks, Ben, for being here tonight. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you having me, for sure. It's been a long time coming, actually, for sure. So uh, I, I was thinking that we were a little low on content tonight because of obvious reasons. But uh, as I started putting stuff together after talking to you, I think we got quite a bit. But we also have a few questions from, uh, well, from me and I guess from Ryan and Tim. And then uh, <laughs> I did put it out on social media. So we do have some, some social media questions for you. But before we get into that, um, first, actually, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, we did a State of Atlanta happy hour on Thursday. And it was the first attempt at this, and I am pretty green at putting out open video calls <laughs> to the internet. So yeah, it turns <laughs> out don't don't put it on Twitter. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, it was a good. All in all, it was a good showing. We had a good time. It was good to see a lot of friendly faces and have a few drinks and talk about Georgia State and uh, what we expect to see out of this season, hopefully, uh, or whether we're going to have a season. But yeah, um, we had some some unwanted party crashers there the first few minutes. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw more of somebody's genitalia than I'd like to. Um, yeah. And then uh, lots of other people's too, you know? Exactly. Basically okay. some Southern fans. I don't, I don't, I don't, I believe they had nothing to do with Southern. Oh, okay. Yeah. They I just think, happened to be there. I think it was people are, have a filter on their Twitter and they're just looking for people that have zoom.us links and they're just clicking on them and they're and just seeing who they can get. And the link, you get, if there's a PWD password, like, in the link that it's means, in there yeah it, it goes right to it so that's my mistake for doing that uh which is like the link that i send to you guys but uh do not put that on social media so got a little bit <laughs> on going on uh fortunately or unfortunately i'm not sure you what, how you want to look at it i was not recording the that that call so we do not oh. have any video evidence but uh i think i'm okay well i think norm was the only one that was sad there's no video <laughs> yeah well yeah norm <laughs> came in uh, way late in the game everybody else was kind of like oh what is What's happening right now? What's happening right here? But uh, and I, I mean, I was just cracking up. I, I thought you were laughing too, but you were you were um, trying you were steadfastly trying to figure out how to boot them all from the chat from the from the chat. <laughs> it was a combination of things. So we were actually doing our family dinner while I was doing this this happy hour. I've been I do a number of these between doing this uh, on Tuesday nights. Some friends and I do a happy hour, a Zoom happy hour on Fridays. And there's been a uh, I did a work happy hour. So uh, my way of kind of doing another Zoom happy hour was, you know, we'll do this during dinner and we'll be out on the back deck. It'll be great, which it was. But then my, I start like going, oh no, oh no, what is this? <laughs> and my three-year-old pops up, what is this? And I'm like, get the kid away. And so I'm trying to like get the, the people kicked out of the thing and putting up the lock, the, the waiting room, while also um, getting the kid from not seeing what was going on. So it was an adventure for sure. But uh yeah. yeah, the person started sharing their screen and it was it was porn and I thought it was maybe like, you know, a Georgia State fan that had joined and was just making a mistake. Right. Just like whoops, you know. <laughs> but I think it was Meanwhile, we may try to do it again. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was a good time. It was good to see some people. Maybe even once all this stuff is past us, we'll try to do it again as well or keep it going as a regular Monday night or Thursday night thing or something. So, um, but yeah, uh, I, didn't, I didn't ask you guys how you were holding up this week. Uh, ben, you haven't been on before, so uh, you got a couple of little ones at home. How's uh, this whole thing treating you? Yeah, it's uh, it's good. My wife is officially resigning as a uh, homeschool principal. 
So we're, uh, we're done with that. Um, she, uh, she's had enough. Um, and, uh, you know, shout out to everyone that is a teacher or, uh, or healthcare person, uh, professional. Uh, we know you, Dave and I were talking a little earlier before, um, my wife's, uh, had, has two aunts, basically both her aunts are, uh, nurses, one in ICU over there in Piedmont Henry. And then one works over there in, in Henry, uh, on the maternity ward as well. It's kind of been cross-trained as well, but, uh, no, all is well on our, our end, man. Um, my wife's been working uh, from home the entire time, basically kind of since go, uh, I'm working kind of in the office, uh, one week at, at a time and then we're swapping. So, uh, my clients in Smyrna, uh, right down the street from the battery, uh, is 100% telecommute. They're, um, they're a European based company. So almost immediately they shot and shut it down. I mean, really before even kind of the shelter in place or any kind of talking uh, that went. So, uh, when I do go in, it's a ghost town, which is, <laughs> Interesting. Um, Good, just like right? security, yeah. security walking around and that's really about it. But now we're, we're holding up, man. Um, you know, the dogs get lots of walks about three or four walks a day. So, um, there's, you know, they may be losing weight. I'm not. So, um, I'm eating a lot. When everything goes back to normal and you come home from a full day of work and the dogs were not getting walked like crazy, they're gonna have all that pent up energy. Oh, and- no doubt. <laughs> completely, completely. We, we've destroyed their schedule. There's no doubt about it. They're up and uh, ready to rock and roll. So, yeah, yeah. But no, all, all is well on my end, man. I appreciate you asking. Good, good. How about you guys? How about uh, Ryan Sam? How things going for you? Same, oh, uh, yeah, well, same, same old, same old, you know, just trying to get through every every day and not realizing what day it is. And <laughs> I got, uh, I think, I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I, I bought Xbox Game Pass. So it's like $14.99 a month and you just get unlimited games. They've got like hundreds of games on there. It's like a, yeah, so you just, whatever you want. So I've been playing the Outer Worlds. It's yeah, it's one of those kind of things where you wake up and you're like, wait, am I supposed to log in to work this day or not? I don't know what's going on right <laughs> this now. This day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about same for you as well, Tim? Yeah, pretty much. Just feel like I'm missing out with no kids to enjoy. Uh, awesome you're not. Don't worry, man. Yeah. You're not. Yeah, I am pissed off, though. I missed the uh, Panther Talk happy hour. I was going to dial in while I was on a conference call. I'm glad I didn't because that would have been <laughs> a bad idea. Trying to hide your <laughs> laughter while uh, – yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, ben, one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on uh, was you had a pretty uh, awesome – you have a lot of awesome tweets. You're, you're out there. You're crazy with everything, sharing everything that's going on with Georgia State and really trolling all the guys that try to troll us. But you had a great tweet yesterday about basketball recruiting. Uh, so as of now, we're first in the Sun Belts for mm-hmm. basketball recruits. And what was it? Uh, 69th nationally. What is this recruiting talk? What, what's happening here? <laughs> David, 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 What? who are you? What, well, what's going on, confusing. man? Tim and I were talking that we won't, this was something we need to talk about. It's, it's big news <clears throat> for a very slow news cycle right now. And uh, – Man, I'm not the one to talk about recruiting and especially not basketball. So got to get Ben on here to let us know what's really going on. Well, and you know, yeah. last time I tried, I was running on outdated information and I, I very confidently lied to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I don't think a lot of people take what no one knew. Uh, very seriously. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I know I don't. <laughs> yeah, so Ben, tell us about it. What's, uh, we got a couple of new guys. Yeah, absolutely. Last, uh, last Wednesday was the regular signing period. Uh, so this, they have uh, basketball is broken up into two different signing periods. You have the fall uh, in November. Uh, really kind of starts just after the season starts, and then they have uh, folks that have signed, and, and uh, we signed uh, just one one guy, um, Caleb Scott out of North Carolina, Holly Springs, North Carolina, about 6'8", 220 pounds, uh, really, really tough power forward, um, actually came and, and uh, came took a trip uh, from the Charlotte area 
uh, down to Atlanta uh, for a, a for an official visit and then took in some games as well at the Sports Arena. So uh, he's super excited about getting down. And then uh, at the end of the season, of course, Josh Linder exits, Cavante Ivory exits. So you have scholarships available. And uh, Coach Lanier has been really, really deliberate in terms of uh, where he wants to go, what positions. Um, you know, the biggest thing is you have three high major transfers coming in, and JoJo Toppin from Georgia, Ryan Boyce from Memphis, and then Elil Nasemi from Cincinnati. Uh, so it kind of addresses the needs uh, and really only had one contributing senior in Damon Wilson. So, uh, you know, we're starting to kind of evolve and see the players uh, that will be the Rob Lanier type guys, you know, moving away from the Ron Hunter, um, you know, kind of four guard offense or stretch four guys like that. So um, there was a lot of interesting, um, you know, offers that started, you know, sneaking out over the last few weeks. Uh, Evan Johnson from Oak Hill Academy, a big time point guard. Uh, and I think that's the biggest thing that we'll start to see in this program is not only just the size. And we saw it last year, uh, you know, going and get, two bigs, getting Jalen Thomas and, and Joe Jones. Quite honestly, those are not guys that we saw in our program in probably right. a decade and a half. Uh, these dudes are grown men coming in as freshmen, and they're 18 or 19 years old, and they're yeah, going to get bigger. I, I said that about, about Joe Jones or that first exhibition game. I, I, I had not paid a lot of attention to the recruits at that point. I said, like, who is this, like, you know, like 34-year-old man playing on the team, <laughs> <you know? laughs> It was a, he's, he's a grown grown adult out there, and uh, I noticed him that first game and followed him along. And Joe Jones has become my guy this season. I, I was really enjoying watching Joe Jones play. Yeah, we yeah, we, I, we saw those two guys leave the program, and uh, we were basically our theory was that there was just so much talent sitting on the bench, like sitting out a year, and that they they saw the writing on the wall. Like, is that basically what you think too? Or yeah, I mean, you're just I mean, there's only so many minutes to go around. I mean, it, it is a little bit. You know, the rotations are a little bit bigger with Coach Lanier. Uh, you know, Ron Hunter sent a ton. Hey, I'm only going to play eight guys. So you guys get dependent on which eight guys are going to go. Um, we saw there was games where there was 10 guys that played in the first half uh, last year. So so Coach Lanier is really, really comfortable playing a lot of guys. But I think you're starting to kind of get that carved out. Hey, this guy's a small forward. This guy's a power forward. You're not going to have a six six center anymore. Um, and, and he's really, really looking for athletic guys, um, you know, and we were talking a couple of weeks ago on the podcast and I always, you know, I, I tell anybody, a lot of the times I catch up on the podcast just to make sure everything's working. But then I ask some questions, you know, off the air too, and just say, okay, you know, what, what does a Rob Lanier uh, recruit look like? What, what is, you know, what are you looking, what are your staff looking? And he basically said, I want high IQ guys. We've got to get more athletic and we've got to get longer. He wants guys getting the passing lanes. And that's really the last two signees, including, uh, you know, Colin Moore just signed today. He committed yesterday. Uh, six foot five and a half with a seven foot wingspan. He's all arms wow. and yeah. uh, just tremendous athlete, uh, has big time leaping ability, and he's a guard. And uh, I think you're going to continue to see the size um, in a lot, of, a lot of places, especially in the Sun Belt. You're, you're going to see six one, six two guards. We saw the, the really strong guard from Little Rock. He was five foot eight, five foot nine, little short Spitfire. You may have legit size up and down every single position, and it just keeps coming with waves. So um, I think that's the biggest thing that we're seeing for this program. And and now, I mean, Coach Lanier has one scholarship uh, left if he wants to use it. But as David hit on the on a little bit earlier, uh, you're you're top seventy five in the country right now in, in recruiting class. So the the elite level recruiting 
that Ron Hunter was at has gotten even better uh, moving into the high school ranks. And I think it's going to be an interesting mix as well, whether he wants to continue to go with the transfer portal or he wants to go through uh, and find young guys um, because it's just uh, you have depth on top of depth and, and there's a ton of guys uh, at the wing position that now starting to stack bigs as well. Uh, we're looking around and, and to you guys point, there, there's no doubt. I mean, Josh Linder, a uh, great kid, um, really never really developed a ton in his time here. And uh, he, he just looks around and says, hey, um, you know, I'm just not going to get the opportunity to play much. And same thing with Kevontae Ivory. They did, did well finding opportunities this year when they had it. But um, I think those opportunities go away when you when you see guys just so much better than you um, in practice and you realize, hey, they're, they're going to be eligible. They're going to take my minutes and uh, I may be playing with the walk-ons. Yeah, uh, we wish the best of those two guys. You know, it's not like there was anything wrong with them at all at the team. Uh, hopefully they have great careers and everything. But, yeah, it looks like the, the team got strengthened by by them taking off and bringing in some new players. So, uh, again, I'm not the recruiting guy. I don't break down any of this kind of stuff. But So I know we're looking at football. And, granted, the, the roster size of football is, like, abnormally significantly larger. But they say it takes three to four years before a coach can get in there and you can really say this is – this is their team, their players finally running in their system. Uh, you made a comment about you know getting Lanier guys in there. Do you think that uh, Coach Lanier is getting his guys, his team, a little bit faster than normal for basketball, or is he pretty much on par with that? Uh, maybe a two to three year time frame it takes to get uh, your guys in. Yeah, I think it's uh, you know it's a good question, and I think you know there's there's a lot of holdovers, but I think there's been a lot of buy-in. Um, I think the thing that, that, that uh, the struggle for Coach Lanier was just identifying leaders. And, and, you know, something that he talked about, uh, and he's been very active, too, during this kind of quarantine uh, time, getting a lot of information out there. And I'd encourage anybody to check out his website as well, coachspeak.net. Um, it, that is run, run by him. Um, he gets – uh, I've seen him uh, read yeah. a lot of stuff or, you know, uh, do a lot of things from coachspeak.net. That actually is his – It uh, is his, kind of his pet project. He wanted to uh, give, you know, coaches a voice and write. Um, they had uh, – they had the Kennesaw State uh, head coach on, uh, did, did a rundown blog. Um, they only won one game last year in Division One, and that was his first year as a head coach. Uh, oh, yeah, we uh, talked about that. We talked about their yeah. uh, their one win. Re- really, really struggling. But then you look at it now, I mean, you, they have a top 50 recruiting class. I mean, right now they're, they're number one in terms of the state um, in, in terms of recruiting. Uh, they're out recruiting Georgia Tech. Um, they have uh, three really good players um, that are going to come in and play right away. now. They're good players, but they're still also going to be freshmen. So, um, you know, go go and continue to build. And, and uh, you know, and Kennesaw is just it's such a different animal. Um, but, I, but I think that's the, that's the next step of this program now. Okay, so this is the way we ex- expect to play, How, getting, you know, from the 1-3-1 defense to a man and moving into zone and, and being able to press and do some things that way. But um, identifying leaders. And Kane Williams is a senior. Um, I think that's going to be, you know, a huge opportunity as well. Seeing guys like Corey Allen play in games that matter, Justin Roberts continuing to get more comfortable. Um, you know, he was really one of the more clutch players I thought this season. Um, and and as Coach Lanier said several times, he won 10, 11 games, didn't play that much at DePaul. Um, so you, you're getting into March and the games don't matter. I mean, they're, you know, you're out already out. You're you know buried in the standing and things like this. It's the same thing with Corey Allen at Detroit when you only won eight games a season. So I think it's going to be, uh, you know, that they know the expectation. And uh, as we've kind of – I've laughed privately, 19 wins was a disappointment. That's kind of where we are as a program right now. So uh, it's certainly a good thing. 
Does that last yeah. law, loss even count? Um, <laughs> I feel like it doesn't, right? Yeah. They, can, they canceled that. They canceled that event, so I feel like it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, it, it was amazing, and as one of the reasons why I wanted to get Mike Holmes on to uh, to catch up and talk about because uh, we had talked about it a bunch, and we were you know going back the day of that game, and, and I mean the. It, it was, I mean, literally a coin flip of, of not playing that game with fans. I mean, it was to that point, and they were just trying to figure out the logistics of literally having, you know, 2,500 or so people rush the sports arena and say, all right, we're billboarding it up. Sorry, guys, you can't get in. you got to turn around and go back. So uh, that almost happened. Uh, I couldn't imagine being a player or a coach and trying to prepare for that either because we know I mean, any sporting event playing in front of no fans is just is beyond strange. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it can, it like can a weird exhibition. record book. Well, if you, if you ask, if you ask Southern, our football team knows what it's like to play without fans. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But like, who do I need to write a letter to, to make that game not count? That's a good question. I'll work, I'll work on that. I'll, I'll return to Mike if we can get it extracted from the record book. As far as, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, any game against Southern doesn't count because, um, I just don't want to acknowledge their existence. But uh, Ben, you brought up uh, Kennesaw State and what they're doing over there. This is not something I'm, I was going to talk about. But uh, is Kennesaw State a team we should be playing every year in basketball or football or you know or other sports? Yeah, we, we want to play them in basketball. We, we have played them in baseball, and, and certainly they're competitive in baseball and softball and, 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 and come to Olympic sports. Um, I think we've been trying to get a series uh, for a couple of years in basketball. The trouble is they've just been really bad. And I think you know when you when you have – um, you know, then, then it gets to the point as well where Kennesaw kind of wants to get a little bit bold and say, hey, if you're going to let us play you, we'll come to your place, but you got to pay us. Right. And we're saying, okay, you know, you're 35 minutes, 20, 20 minutes away from us. Why? Um, so they did, you know, uh, last year getting the close scrimmage with Coach Hunter, and, and it, it didn't, yeah, it didn't end well for Kennesaw. They, they was, it, it was very, very one-sided. We and, should, we uh, should pay them to come to our house. Our- that doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't we pay them? Can we just get like an Uber oh. Black uh, SUV yeah. to get the team down? Like <laughs> a couple Uber Blacks and get them to come down from uh, Kennesaw. Like, that doesn't cost anything, you know? Hey, take, so, out I a, told- take out a Coach Lanier's um, auto allowance, you know? That's like yeah. a one month's payment. You we're good to go. Yeah, it's. I think the biggest thing too is you just don't want to get embarrassed. I mean, I think it's, it's the same kind of argument that I almost have uh, with, with um, you know, our football team playing Georgia. Um, is you, you don't want to go up there and, and – you know, necessarily get boat raced so badly that you look like you're that far away. And, and, you know, we are, I mean, we, we've touted it. We stick our chest out there and certainly put it in our, in the game notes. I know Mike does a great job kind of highlighting that. Listen, I know not all wins are created equal, but we, we have the most wins in the last 10 years in the state. And we've been the NCAA tournament, Georgia and Georgia tech have not, they've been largely irrelevant uh, in their conference standings. And, um, you know, both of their coaches are on the hot seat in my opinion, this upcoming season, then it just applies that much more pressure. But, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I'd love to see, you know, a basketball series certainly evolve. Um, I don't know about a home-and-home necessarily just because of that the way – That was my question was should, yeah. should ever make the trip to Kennesaw? I mean, I think a basketball lot of alumni that would come out to a Kennesaw yeah. game up there, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think you just got to weigh it. I mean, the, the biggest thing, you know, you got to look at and say, all right, so the – the old school RPI, you know, if if you won on, you know, if you won on the road, uh, and especially no matter where you went, um, you know, it was a, it was a like a it was like a win and a half. So uh, the new net ratings that the NCAA uses a little bit different. You know, you can't really follow it too well. And the biggest thing is, you know, again, you're talking about a one win program. They're probably dead last in net rating in the country. So right. no matter what happens. 
you you don't want to play them just to play them. Yeah, you know. But we played we played but we we played D two teams, right? So so drop a D two team for Kennesaw. You know, I mean, it's not hard. I I agree with you. I I have no issue with that. But but what the (laughs) the Kennesaw game would count though, right? The Kennesaw game. Yeah, exactly. The D two team is like playing an exhibition. Does it doesn't exist? Yeah, I was looking at. Uh, Kennesaw's record. I think they actually had two wins. One of their wins was an exhibition win, so they technically won two games. Yeah, exactly. But, but one just is erased in the record books because right. it was uh, a D two or whatever the other uh, levels are, are considered. Yeah, it's it was really bad. But I mean, it, again, their their situation. I mean, they're they're a low you know low uh, major program, and, and I think that's the biggest thing too in basketball. There is a delineation. You know, we we always talk about the G, the group of five and the power five. In basketball, it's separated a little bit differently because you have over 350 basketball programs. You've got low majors, you've got mid-majors, and you've got the high majors. And uh, as we like to say, too, every time a mid-major beats a high major on any uh, any given uh, point, an angel gets to the wings. So. <laughs> yeah, we're I would angry. say for uh, Kennesaw, like, I want to play them, but I want them to be better. I want to win to actually mean something and help us, right? And we're obviously always going to be, for now, in a one-bit league. Every mm-hmm. win counts. I mean – we want to go for a higher seed, right? I mean, every game literally counts. You know, all, yeah, those, so think all those losses to lower net teams hurt us. Not right. that we made it this year, but still, if we had made it, it would have doesn't, it doesn't hurt us down. because we're still a one bid league. So, like, who, who cares? It doesn't matter. We could we could lose every single game going into the tournament, and as long as we made our top ten, I guess we can't lose every single game, right? You got to win at least a game so you can be top ten in the conference and get into the conference championship. And if you can win out, you're done. You're in. You're well, what good. Are talking about? What, what are we talking about? Uh, let's say we schedule uh, Kennesaw State every single year and we're, we're beating them. Does that keep us from being ranked, you know, 69th in the nation or 68th? No. Like, like how, how big of a difference does that one game really keep us? Especially right, yeah. For, like, Ryan, maybe what your point was, was uh, we're in a, still in a one-bid league. So – all that matters if we win the conference championship. Yeah, who cares? And, and Just play that, Kennesaw. That, that win or loss over Kennesaw is probably not going to change our seating. We're still going to get like no. that 14th, no. 15th seed, you know, uh, anyways. But, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly, that was exactly my point. I'm, yeah. I meandered around yeah. it. So, thanks. If you, if you have a high major <laughs> and you replace Kennesaw with a high major and you beat them, that could push you in a higher seed. I don't believe you. I don't believe <laughs> you. Well, yeah. I actually, I don't. I just don't believe you. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to see it. But I don't the, believe it. The yeah, biggest thing is, too, the, fun, the financial aspect, too. you got to think about it, fellas. You, you have a, a high major team that's paying you. Like, when we, you know, when we played Alabama over there. They paid us to come over there and, and, and beat them. Um, and, and that money, it's certainly not Alabama football money where you get a million two or a million three to right. show up. But, I mean, that does pay for road trips and charters and because the Sun Belt schedule, as we've seen, is, is pretty ugly, you know, the Thursday-Saturday games where – you know, you're at Coastal Carolina one night and you got to go out for a Monday night game at Arkansas State. That's basically a Sunday night flight into Memphis and then going over. And then um, it's just not uh, terribly drivable uh, in, in the conference unless you're heading down I-16. So some of those things pay for it. We need to fire whoever does scheduling because scheduling <laughs> to, be, to me to be one of the easiest things. I get so irate. I look forward to schedules in all sports that we that mm-hmm. I follow, like Georgia State football, basketball, the Falcons, Braves. He, he does. It's so weird. I get so <laughs> schedule obsessed. It's so simple to do as, as far as like keeping uh, teams 
uh, very, very, uh, the parody in there where teams are, you don't have one team that's on three games in five days on the road and coming home to a team that has been on a bye or has been playing at home for two games uh, over the course of two weeks or something. It's, it's ridiculous. You know, there's a lot of math that goes into this, but even the, the rec leagues, I've played sports and know how to keep it even mm-hmm. where you have the same number of home games as away games and everything. So, uh, yeah. Sunbelt, if you're listening, hire me, and um, I'll get the schedule <laughs> out really well. And I guarantee no you. No one will complain be- except for Southern fans, but you can ignore that because I, I who won't, cares? I won't I favor any team or penalize any team. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I look so stupid doing that just now. Uh, I was like, did I just hear you say wink? Did I just hear you say <laughs> wink? Uh, now, a couple of questions that I was saving. I have a, I have a segment just for questions for Ben, but I'm going to, since we're talking basketball, it makes sense to go about, talk about this now. What do you think happened to the men's team at the end of the season? So when I, like I talked about earlier, the exhibition game, watching that, seeing my first taste of coach uh, Lanier's offense, defense, very, very aggressive, very, very fast paced. I loved it. It was exciting. It was a lot of fun basketball to watch. Uh, but I, I came on here and I said the very first week, it looks like it'd be something that could wear the kids down. If they don't have that stamina to stay up, you know, for the mm-hmm. entire season, we get the second half. These guys may be gassed and not be able to keep up with it, especially mm-hmm. with our crap scheduling from the Sun Belt. Thanks a lot, uh, Benson. Or was it was Benson even still there when we got the schedule? I forget. Yeah. Who knows? Um, so that? was it a case? Am I right? Did the guys just get worn out or did something else happen or what? what was going on there? I think it's a couple of things, you know, we, you know, we, we go back and I think we maybe have discounted how much we lost from that NCAA back-to-back run as well, in terms of leadership, in terms of seniors, in terms of the guys who actually did play. Um, you look at guys like Damon Wilson, who was a senior, um, he was a bench player last season. So he played more minutes than he's ever played, basically, even transferring from Pitt. You know, Kane moving up forward. Um, don't necessarily think Kane wore down. He just really struggled at times and really looked bad uh, against Georgia Southern in both games that he played. I mean, it, it just uncharacteristically. Um, but you look at some of the bigs, and we were talking about them earlier, like guys like Joe Jones and Jalen Thomas. They're freshmen. Uh, most freshmen in high school, you're playing basically about 21, 22 regular season games moving into like region or state tournament and you're not having the back to back, you're not having a Thursday, Saturday, you're not having travel, you're not having those kind of things. So all that stuff was new for them. Also college level classes and scheduling and, and um, you know, understanding that part of it. Um, I think the other side is, as well is guys that just weren't in the position, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, of big time games, you know, you know, up until really the last 10, 12 days of the season, um, that team was competing for a, a, a buy, you know, a buy straight to New yeah, Orleans. Yeah, we played Duke and uh, was it uh, Georgetown? Was we, we played yeah, back to back games? Lights yeah. out, it come out of the out of the gate, and that was one of the criticism we had of Coach Hunter. I think we all agree, you know, Coach Hunter is the best coach we've ever had. Uh, with all due respect to Lefty Drizel, but um, you know, he was always weak out of the gate. We always faltered or, or just came out slow and lethargic at the beginning of the season, and then would come back and just you know run SPC for the most part. Uh, so it was really exciting seeing us play so well against Duke and Georgetown. And then, you know, talk about big games and then we can't beat Troy a couple of times against. Right. Far yeah, I, lesser I still don't No, it, I still don't understand what, what the, the, uh, the curse of the Troy Trojans and what Trojan arena. I mean, that place has been. <laughs> they just nightmare. got us. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, some teams have your number, and Troy definitely has ours. So I don't yeah, know. there's there's no question. But I think that the biggest thing, the the lessons were learned uh, from that last two week stretch, where you just you know whether it was mental fatigue, whether it was physical fatigue, whether the team just wearing down. Um, you know, guys like Corey Allen didn't shoot well to the point where Coach Lanier benched him. I mean, basically right. put him on the bench. And I mean, there were times in the early part of the season where he looked like the best player on the court. Uh, he was either lights out or out like yeah. a lot, you know. <laughs> and, and, and he just looked lost. And I think the biggest thing, when his shot's not going, um, he can be a defensive liability at times. And I think that's the next level of his game that he has to work on to know, hey, look, if I'm not getting shots, I need to be able to at least contribute and, and be able to play and go rebound or getting passing lanes and things like that. Um, and I think guys, too, you know, you start to realize as well, okay, here's my role, here's how it changes. And, and when you had guys, you know, moving around, um, you know, moving in different places, I think the, the it's funny you say moving in different places. Uh, my video screen, you just moved from top left to bottom right, <laughs> all over the place. No, but but I think I think you know it was it was a learning learning experience for those guys, and, and I think again losing only one uh, senior that contributed in Damon uh, Wilson will will help because you're going to have those guys who are hungry to get back and hungry to go back to the NCAA tournament. And this is Kane's last ride too, and that's you know that can't be discounted. When you have a senior and said, look, this is my last time playing the season. Um, playing college basketball and and to to put on his resume potentially three NCAA appearances in his four year career it's insane I mean yeah. I went back and looked at his numbers versus Devonte White Tay White's one of my favorite players Absolutely. all time at GSU and Kane Kane probably has had a better career already than Tay White has and it, it's he's going to blow his numbers uh, you know I just uh, Devontae, saw the saw the note today I mean he's he's twenty six I think all time in scoring right now Kane is an, an elite defender and. Uh, he's going to continue to come back and get stronger, and and, uh, and honestly get a little aggravated because his uh, his march didn't end in uh, NCAA tournament berth. He's uh, he got to go home on his home court too. I know that stings him big time. So yeah, I felt like we needed um, I felt like we needed um, Corey Allen down the stretch. Like he just yeah. faded away to nothing. Really, and like like you yep. said, like defensively he was a liability at times, especially when he missed a shot, whether it was a three or anything. He just faded away in the background. And was timid, didn't want to shoot anymore, and we needed him bad for point point production. But talking about Kane Williams, man, uh, for next year with all the recruits, he better be throwing some alley-oops next year. <laughs> I, I will ask him and tell him that JoJo Toppin is an elite defender and an elite leaper. He's uh, it, many folks uh, remember Isaiah Dennis. He took number four, uh, had about a forty-one or forty-two inch vertical in his five ten uh, body. And uh, JoJo is about six four and a half, six five, with about a forty three inch vertical himself. He's ridiculous. Uh, he is one of the most explosive leapers I've ever seen. And uh, if you saw his quote, his goal is to win the Defensive Player of the Year in the league. Yeah, yeah, uh, so that's, yeah, that's he's, he's, and he, he's, he's going to be. He's gonna what, do be mean, a what do you mean by what does he mean by league conference or yeah, yeah? He wants, this, like he wants to be the Sun Belt Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> he, All he, right. He, Look, as as the great as the great lefty Drizel said, I've got enough idiots that can score. I need to stop the other guy from scoring. And JoJo wants to do that for sure. Nice. Yeah. That'll so be weird. Alley oops specifically <laughs> in the Southern game too, right? I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah, stop them from dunking on us as well because they were like this, the dunk show against us in uh, both the games they played. It. I don't remember the game we played down there because I even watch that game or was I like, drunk somewhere? I can't remember. I but, think you're uh, drunk on the belt line. Probably so. That sounds right. That sounds right. Ben, you have better memory than I do. Also, by the way, good koozie there. So, yeah, nice. 
Shout out, shout out to Joey and uh, yeah, uh, Joey for, uh, yeah. Who, who is, the key. Known? The key is to drink your beer fast enough to not need a koozie. There you go. Um, well, I, man. Uh, part of it is just because I want to. Uh, it's a, it's a great it's a great koozie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, uh, you've talked about this before on Pender Talk, but uh, just for the podcast here, what are your impressions on Coach Lanier in his first season? Was, was it did he live up to expectation, expectations, mm-hmm. exceed them, or? Where, where do you think that uh, we are today based off where you thought we'd be last, uh, was it October, November? We started the season? I, I, think it's, I think it's interesting, too, because expectations tend to rise and fall during the season. And I think, you know, to, to your earlier point, you know, how well that team played going to Cameron Indoor Stadium, and, and uh, which was going to be the eventual number one team before they lost in a couple weeks after playing us, uh, you know, to go lose at Duke by nine, to go and have a lead in the second half against Georgetown. And that was a game really – I came away disappointed saying, hey, you know, we really should have beat Georgetown. That was a quality Georgetown team. It was probably going to win, uh, you know, win at least 20-some games, get into the tournament. Um, and I think, you know, you saw that mentality and, and playing hard and, and, and scoring. I mean, I think I was more impressed with this team's ability to score. And you just look at it, you didn't remove a whole lot of scoring off this team either. That wasn't really Damon Wilson's role. So you're, you're going to have all that scoring firepower back. You're adding more defense. You're adding more size. You're adding another year of, um, you know, uh, basically experience for some of the young guys. But I think in terms of expectation, it, I think it kind of was right there at the met expectation. Um, I didn't really know how hard it would be to to replace uh, the amount of scoring, losing Demarcus and Malik and Jeff Thomas and and uh, you know uh, Devin Mitchell. You know that that whole group basically. Uh, you have a ton of scoring, a ton of experience. And I didn't know how well, you know, some of the new guys could shoot. And we saw that pretty uh, evidently. Um, you know, Justin Roberts is a big-time shooter. And, and I think you, you saw some guys start to kind of get into their role and carve it out and get better. Um, I also think you saw some role players contribute. We didn't see that a lot in Coach Hunter's time here. You didn't have guys that were kind of surprised as ninth, tenth guys on the bench who popped in and could give you three or four games where they can go out and, wow, that guy scored 15 tonight? Amazing. Um, you know, Josh Linder was a factor at times. Kevonte Ivory was a factor at times, hit big shots. Um, I think overall was was impressed with, you know, basically how, um, you know, he built the team kind of going into the season. Um, you know, certainly the last two weeks shaded a little bit just because the team really fell uh, fell apart offensively and, and, and just blew leads. And that's that's the thing that I think a lot of fans really struggle with. It's one thing to lose oh, come games. On. If any fans you struggled with us losing leads, they, they were not watching during the Coach Hunter era. That's true. We did that really well. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Always, always made you nervous. You get up by 14, you win by three. That was, that was exactly. <laughs> so what do you think the ceiling is for this? Or I guess uh, first part is where do you think the preseason rankings will be for us in the Sun Belt uh, to finish? And uh, what do you think the ceiling is for this team going into next season? Yeah, I, I definitely see this team as probably a top three, uh, top four pick by the media next next year. You still have, uh, you know, Little Rock uh, who did who won't lose basically a single person uh, of note. Um, that team was really really good. They were very disappointed. South Alabama as well will be sneaky good. Um, they they lose you know an all conference type player and uh, Josh Jai. Um, they've they've loaded up on transfers as well, graduate transfers. Uh, I was talking to Doug Conkwell, who's uh, the publisher of, of Jags Jungle 24-7, our, our sister site over there. And uh, they, they went and picked off a guy who's 6'8", 200 pounds, and has h- attempted over 100 threes and hit 40% of them. So 
they they are building and they're you know they were really disappointed this year. They wanted to make a run at the NCAA's as well. Um, I, Southern's a complete mess, which uh, I know will uh, not harm a single person's. Uh, I know you won't have any tears for anybody. <laughs> oh, what a shame uh, for that. I know, quick recovery, just, guys. Uh, you know. State pride, Georgia. Come on, guys. We, we need you to be up there. Yeah, they, they, better. <laughs> speaking of getting a game in Kennesaw, they might want to call Kennesaw and see if they can get a game. Get a couple. Oh, of I, but, they may not want to bring in a team that's going to beat them. So yeah, but no, it, it, I think it. I think you'll see it. Um, and and I think is depending on the schedule. I'm excited to see it. I mean, definitely get back over 20 wins. I think that's really this, the uh, the benchmark for this program, and, and I think that's the expectation. And the expectation is going back to the NCAA tournament. And I think there's enough talent in this program right now. Uh, to get back, uh, definitely win the win the league, uh, win the, you know definitely win the regular season, and get back and win the tournament. As Ryan said, I mean only only two days matter uh, in, in the Sun Belt basketball tournament overall. Ultimately, is just those um, you know, now those two days in Panama City, moving out of New Orleans. But um, we'll go Yay. down there. And, uh, Whoa, we'll definitely get fa- <laughs> Yeah, Pensacola. Pensacola. We love Pensacola. Pensacola. Uh, You're right. I'm looking Sorry. forward to that. That's right, the same cool. place. I didn't even I, I didn't hear the difference. It's all the same down there, yeah. Florida. Down there, something. Yeah, sorry. It's lower not, Lower Alabama. It's not New that's Orleans. It. All that matters, right? <laughs> that's that's right. I <laughs> just not, cheering on not out not New Orleans. Not New Orleans. And you're going <laughs> next year, David. What's that? And you're going next year. I, I will be most likely going if, if we have if we have a tournament next year. You know who knows? We could just cancel this whole thing. We could just be like going. We, we we're the last sputtering of uh you know sports in general. Exactly. Period. Uh, Just end of story. I want to keep talking about when it's going to start. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. I want to transition from uh, basketball to a little bit of football. Mm-hmm. Uh, as uh, everybody knows, I don't really come up with any original content. I just steal stuff that people post online. Uh, so I think it was today, Nick Reese on Panther Talk uh, posted um, that Phil Steele currently has Georgia State mm-hmm. as the 49th toughest in football. 49th toughest schedule out of all 130 teams. Uh, Georgia Tech has the third toughest schedule. Southern slightly ahead of us at 39th. UJ at 63rd. This doesn't make any sense to me. How is it we- the thir- is it the third toughest because they have to play Clemson, Georgia Tech, and Notre and Notre Dame? Dame. No, yeah. but who cares? Notre Dame's always overrated. But one a loss is a is a singular loss like. I don't know how how does this strength of schedule play out. I thought it was talking about the number of wins versus number of losses. So granted, we played Bama, so that's almost certainly a guaranteed loss. Hi Tennessee, uh, but um, I, <laughs> that's, there's a guaranteed loss. There's the guaranteed win with Murray State. How is how is our whoa strength? whoa whoa? You're out of control. That's too far there. I did the air quotes. The uh, yeah, that's too much. You still can't say things like no that. Wins. I get it. I get it. But what I'm saying is, like, are we just not favored to win? Are every is every single team we play this season just that superior to us? Um, I think. Well, I think ESPN FBI put out like right at about five and a half. So you're you're kind of sitting at that number. Um, you know, App State's still going to be picked to win the league. Louisiana is very, very good on their side of the division as well. Um, that's three. That's year three for Billy Napier. They're going to be loaded again. That's probably going to be the matchup in the uh, in the championship game again, uh, at least from the preseason pick. Uh, Arkansas State's always pretty stingy, even though we tagged them pretty good last year. That's fun. Um, 
and they were just they, they were just ravaged. We caught them at their probably one of their lowest points of the season, where they had somewhere in the neighborhood of a dozen starters who were out hurt. Oh, and I don't you saw them about blah 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 blah, 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 stats, blah numbers. That's all that matters, you know. It's a, um, I like to say it's a team sport, and so like if your team can't weather the storm, then like you don't have a good team, and so. Remember Listen, we had a quarterback loss, loss, man. I mean, Boucher came so in there and they won the Bayou Bowl. Or was it called the Bourbon Bowl? <laughs> I think Boucher is all you need. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it was just weird. It's a little thing I'll talk about because, like, they had Clemson ranked as 118th as a strength of schedule. And I'm like, well, we know the ACC sucks, but. Yeah. Does it suck that much? That, make, that just makes no sense. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Yeah, but we would get our asses handed to us by nearly every ACC team. and But, yeah, playing a Sun Belt schedule with uh, Bama, ECU, Murray State, and uh, – I, I, I don't know if I, I believe you for, for last year. Last year, the, the ACC was really terrible. I mean, you, right. you got to think, like, they got handed losses um, – the UNC got got handed a loss by App State. I mean, right. App State's good, but, like, they're they're still G5, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, but App State is tech, – Tech was, like, one of the worst teams in the country, you know? And are expected to win three games again this year. Yeah, they were terrible. I mean, just well, terrible. Can we, uh, if, if we have to do a uh, – if this pandemic causes some conference out-of-conference rescheduling, uh, can we just, like, drop uh, one of our schools and just play Tech here? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and kick that home and home off a little early, right? Exactly. Nice. Exactly. All right. That, that was all I got. I, mean, I don't know if you guys are talking about football anymore. But that, that, I just, that was posted today, and I thought it was really interesting that we were ranked that high as far as the strength of schedule. This doesn't make sense to me. Part, part of it is you've got three teams that, you know, and it is based off last year's record. Um, and, and you look at it, I mean, you, you had App State who won 10 plus games. Uh, again, you know, uh, you know, Troy missed a bowl last season, so they've they've dropped off, but they've been very consistent over the last three, four, five years since we've been uh, back in. Uh, and then, of course, like you said, you've got you've got the dominant program, Alabama. I think their over and under was like eleven and a half in Vegas too. So I mean, you you have an expectation where they're going to win a lot of games, of course, uh, on their side of the um, uh, you know in, in their division. But I mean, to your point, you know how how much better is East Car- you know East Carolina going to be? Or, I mean, they have been good in the past, but they also have been pretty terrible uh, in, in recent memory. Um, you know, you have the bottom of the league as well. Is Louisiana Monroe going to be better or worse? I mean, again, and if Dan Ellington doesn't get hurt in that game, there's no doubt in my head. Yeah, no our, one can it's, it's, to win I think that it's so hard to, to look at our record. If you look at our record alone going into next season, it's impossible to dictate with anything because if you Completely. were in that first half team with all healthy, the same healthy players and played a full schedule, our, our record looks way different. If you're taking that mm-hmm. last half team and played it for the entire schedule, it looks way different. Right. It's You've got to really pay attention to like what's going on. Now, granted, we lost Trey and we lost Dan, so we've, we've lost those people, well, mm-hmm. one of those pieces that got injured and everything. But, yeah, I don't know. It's It'll be interesting. Um We'll get into a little bit more about just in general college football later on uh, because that's where I've got it listed in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> We're following your lead. Uh, I, I want to get through, uh, uh, look at some other uh, Georgia State information, news, mm-hmm. what have you. Uh, did you guys uh, read the uh, Charlie Cobb email that came out mm-hmm. uh, yesterday on, uh, on Monday? I Ryan, I, 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 I knew you. Know, I should have started off with, I know that Ryan is not ready. <laughs> Uh, but it's not like Ryan doesn't get these emails. It's not like Ryan's on a Georgia State-themed podcast where he's going to talk about stuff. 
Yeah, he just no, no, no. I'm a man on the street. That's all. They're a little, they're a little wordy, you know. I get in there, and if I have to scroll, I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna read this. This was probably one of the longer ones. I thought. Do you think that Charlie Cobb writes at a at a a grade level so high that you can't understand what he's saying? No, I can understand him. Man, what, what you mean? Not, it's not like he's like you know going to be using vowels and shells and everything. In his he life. just he does coach speak though. So like I, I I'm usually confident. I'm not going to get a lot of, of anything of meaning that I didn't already know out of it. So like you know I'm like oh, if there's anything people have pointed out, it's fine. I'll learn about it. Yeah, exactly. So, so tell me what I someone tell me what I missed, Dave. <laughs> yeah, all right, you guys, here, here's where we go. Here's what I took from this, and you guys tell me what you got or what you thought about it. Uh, so unsurprisingly, stop spending money. They transferred money from reserves, which I found interesting because our budgets say that we spend every single dollar that we bring. But in. it's yeah, yeah. It's I've bad. always seen like completely like completely balanced exactly. budget. Like, you know? like, non profit baby. We we brought in three point seven million dollars and we spent three point six nine. So yeah, <laughs> uh, said that they paid two million nice. dollars towards um, the one eighty eight MLK transformation for uh, football and soccer, and that's. There's a funding campaign coming. They said they paid for it, but they have a funding campaign, so they didn't pay for it. A uh, million and a half for the Convocation Center construction, which is still underway, so no fears about that, which is great. Um, he did do a little dig. I take, I take this as a dig at Cheryl. He says he came in, or five years ago, we were a fund balance uh, deficit, so we're out of that. Um, but then he's that's like, okay. All the digs he wants to take against her, that's it's all good. But here's the that's part what you do when you're president, right? What's that? You take digs the previous one when you're yeah. president. You take digs of the previous one. That's, that's all you can do, right? But yeah. what I really like that he did, uh, hopefully, oh, there he is. Okay, Ben's back. Uh, he said that they're they're moving forward with their budget as if football and basketball are will be played. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. Because if they don't, we've got nothing. <laughs> right. You can say, because I think that a lot of people read that as going, oh, this is his way of saying we're totally going to have football and basketball <clears throat> next season. No, I think this is his way of saying is if we don't have football and basketball, we're effing screwed. <laughs> That's, I've said this in, a, in other podcast uh, episodes, but there's no way they don't play it somehow, some way, whether okay. it's, you know, rescheduled or, or uh, limited uh, participation for audience or something like that. We've just had too much time to plan like other alternate ways of playing the season or like I, that's, you know, where the, where they, uh, with March madness and all that, that just like happened, you know? Mm-hmm. So they, they kind of had to, they didn't have any time to think about it. They have time to do very much. They just kind of had to make a decision and they made it. NBA made the decision, but well, like now and, they have time. So and there's also, there's people like us and there's people that get paid money to do this that have nothing to write about or talk about. And so oh, yeah. it's got to just sensationalize everything to get that content, that eyes on the whole, yeah. whatever it is. So I thought it was interesting. And then um, I thought this was funny. He was vague about everything going on. And just like, you know, uh, you know, this happens, this happens, blah, blah, blah. And he answers, this was not an easy letter to write. I'm like, really? Because you didn't really give a lot of detailed information. <laughs> you kind of beat around the bush the whole deal. Uh, so I bet I bet ten dollars I bet ten dollars he didn't even write it. I'm well, glad I didn't miss anything <laughs> when I read it. No, it's written like someone from App State wrote it. Like they he, he, <laughs> okay. he, he used a uh, hundred year uh, condition or pandemic or like a hundred year thing like twice in there. I'm like he uses little buzzwords. But like so, if he's saying it's really hard to write and it really didn't convey that much information uh, that was negative, are things really worse off than they are? Right. Being, being told. 
So when I was reading it, I got to the end and I was like, I read that statement about, and I was like, oh, did I miss something? And I went backwards exactly. and I was like, wait, I didn't miss anything. Yes. Okay. And I'm so happy I didn't waste my time. <laughs> you got all you need right here, Ryan. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Um, all right, Ben, did you have anything to say about what Combat is saying? No, you got to be a little bit more PC than us. Yeah, no. I mean, just... I mean I, listen, I, I'm glad he's, he's reaching out. I mean, I think that's the, the biggest thing. I mean, um, you know, I mean, the construction, uh, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. The next steps are, you know, hey, are the complication center is, right. is that on track? Um, and, and that's the biggest concern, obviously, for men's basketball program. And that's for, um, you know, folks around the program as well. And then, hey, when does baseball start after it? Because we know there's, there's a step process in it. So um, the construction industry isn't, uh, you know, slowing down. These projects are still going. In fact, you know, they probably are getting done a little bit easier because you don't have folks in the way and they're not uh, having issues there. But, um, you know, there are reserves that, that Georgia State can do. But to your point, I mean, it's I think, you know, if, if I recall correctly, I mean, you read about a million dollars last year out of the $38 million budget, 36, whatever the number is that gets reported publicly uh, was ticket sales. So you have to replace that million dollars somewhere. And, and that's, you know, then you compound the other side, you know, playing in Alabama, that's 1.2 million um, that, you, that you potentially lose as well. So um, you have to find that money somewhere. And uh, then you get into situations where, um, all right, well, what's going to happen next, you know, and, and to Ryan's point, you have a lot of folks that are planning, but then you also have a lot of scrambling to that effect as well Is okay. Do you play it in a building with no fans? Um, you know, how do you travel around your teams? Do you have to alter the schedule potentially? Do you just play conference games? The biggest thing, and I've talked to probably about six or seven assistant coaches around the country, uh, not just here in Atlanta, but just asking them, okay, what's the deadline? Like, what what's, what's makes sense for you guys? And they basically said, you know, middle of July. That's really what we're looking at to to, pl- to play a solid season. Um, you know, they're trying to get in front of these you know guys, uh, getting them to lift, getting them to eat, getting them to do what they're supposed to do. But um, as has been said uh, on on multiple occasions, I mean, not every situation is the exact same. You know, you don't have you know protein powders, you don't have muscle milk, you, you don't have the ability to go and, and lift in your houses, there's only so much, so many push-ups and sit-ups you can do um, to not only just maintain, but not lose. I mean, you think about offensive, defensive linemen, how much weight they're potentially losing, um, you know, and, and mass that they're losing to be able to kind of go get out there and face an Alabama in week two, or you know, being able to, to handle an August practice and things like that too. So, but um, um, if, 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 if everyone all, has to do that, then it sort of equals yeah, out, right? So like you, you, you'd think so, right? That if, sure. if, if the, the level of whatever weight, strength, whatever, mm-hmm. just goes down across the board, you, you know, you'd hope it's equal. Yeah. It's not just one, one school or one conference. Agreed. It's, it's all, yeah. it's everybody. All and, 130 have to do with it. So you still play the games. So you don't just say like, Oh, we couldn't get our strength and conditioning. Cause no one did. Right. So you just go. Right. And it's not like the blue chip schools have players that all come from money as well. I mean, you've got, Oh yeah. No, come from, you know, from dirt. Yeah. Court. So they're going back <laughs> home and don't have money again, air quotes there. Uh, because you know, they don't get paid. They're paying them. Uh, but uh, yeah, so <laughs> Tim, I mean, they're not. <laughs> hey, man, the bag man hangs He's out on camera. All right. Maybe, maybe this is a chance where we actually see this next season. The kids actually come for money, actually do really well, and like it's like an anomaly that the players that weren't that great last season are actually really good this season because they were able to like still work out in their home gym and their uh, 
their nice dinners prepared by their cook or mom or whatever. Cook. So speaking of Alabama, I read that their every player got an Apple Watch and they're all looking at all their workouts and recording it and all the coach, strength conditioning coach can see if they worked out. So, so I mean they're they're trying. Well they you know? were they given Apple Watches by the university? Yeah, the, the details are a little the details are a little <laughs> hazy because as soon as that came out, people realized that's actually an NCAA violation to as you can suggest, you can implore, you can do things that way. You can't pin on kids. You can't force them to. You have right. to do it. Exactly. So these these workouts, air quotes, are voluntary um, during these times. Um, I think the biggest thing, what will hurt a lot of schools, including our own, is teams that have quarterback battles, guys that did not have spring, enough spring practice and guys that have not been able to work with the receivers and the offensive line and things like that. The, the veteran teams will do better in this time because they can kind of assimilate jump right in and go but you know one way or the other we're starting a freshman quarterback i was gonna um, say good thing we're starting a freshman quarterback so (laughs) that doesn't apply to us whatsoever at all yeah it's 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 going to be interesting to see and and that's why i think you know the the playbook is going to look very very different in september uh than it will in october and november uh you know if the if the season does start on time so one thing i was i was thinking about as we were talking about um the scheduling and like different options and if they're playing in front of uh not a crowd right if if it's an empty stadium if that's what they end up doing then it actually ends up making a lot less sense for pay games period so like Mm -hmm. alabama doesn't actually care about having an extra home game on the schedule which is why they pay us 1.2 million Mm dollars so they can sell more season tickets but if they're giving all their money back on season tickets then hell, maybe they're canceling our ske- our you know our our game because it just doesn't make sense to pay us one point two million dollars, or maybe they're paying us like way less to come out there. I don't I don't know yeah. what it ends up looking and, like. And I think I mean there's there's always you know contract clauses to get out and to you know to buy all these games, and I think that's also too where the SEC comes in. We saw it happen a couple you know a couple of years ago with Memphis. You know you you had right. the, the American Athletic Association come yeah. in and say, hey guys. Um, this game because of the hurricane and, and just said, Hey, this got rescheduled. We have to play it for conference scheduling. Uh, could we see that happen where we, you know, we're non-conference games basically go by the wayside if folks aren't on campus. And the other wrinkle is as well as uh, no two States are exactly the same right now. So you have some who can say, Hey, I may be able to get kids back on campus in May or June. And you have some who may not be able to get to into till July mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you don't want to necessarily create an unfair advantage from one state to the next. And I think that's something the conferences are going to have challenges um, leveling. And the other side, too, do you just play conference games only? Do you play a you know nine-game conference schedule, start it either in the middle or the end of September and just eliminate all the non-conference games? And you talk about the huge money games. And the week before we play Alabama, Alabama's playing in Arlington in, in a huge uh, pay game as well. So um, all that stuff is, is – thankfully not decided by us and, and uh, folks uh, who have a whole lot more skin vested in than we do. Yeah. That Arlington game has a lot of TV money tied up into it though, too. No doubt. So, so whereas ours probably doesn't just, I mean, I, you know, I don't know how those contracts work if they say, no, you're giving us 12 games or, right. or what, but if, if they, they don't care about our game, then, then we're yeah. SOL. Right. <laughs> All right. Then uh, uh, your PR agents blowing up my phone right now saying that you have uh, another obligation this evening so, <laughs> so uh, we will uh, get back to you again with some of these questions. We, we still oh, good, man. questions for everything. Maybe we can do another yeah. part two to this uh, later on Let's in the week it. or something, or maybe just pick it up next week. Um, but uh, I want to thank you for joining, and Ryan yeah, no, and I will continue going on with uh, all the uh, 
craps that I came up with to talk about and whatever else. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming out, man. Yeah, whatever else Tim brought, because you know Ryan brings absolutely nothing to the table every week. So <laughs> I talk, I talk a lot for bringing nothing to the table. All right, I just come <laughs> up with it, man. This is just my style. Oh, even uh, thanks, uh, Ben. Uh, thanks um, for for being here for t- chatting with us, and uh, yep. hopefully we can get you on more regularly. Absolutely, let's do it, man. Enjoy your evening, boys. Appreciate it. Sounds Cheers, thanks, man. Ben. All right, uh, as he tries to figure out what the button is on the screen. All right, I'm going to suggest that we guys take a little bit of a little break here ourselves uh, to go replenish our booze and uh, empty our bladder because one of the great things about Ben being on here and talking, I found, is he talks so much that I get a chance to drink a lot. So my (laughs) cooler is next to empty sitting here next to me and my are we, are we just coming back with net, uh, with last call or oh no no i got a lot to talk about he's probably got a list of things we haven't gotten to yeah yet. and i think we're almost an hour in right now and so this nice. is a long episode but i got nothing better to do how about you guys no i'm good I, but but find a good stopping point for last call that's all oh yeah for yeah. sure and i'm gonna lean over my monitor that i can't see right here to pause this yeah so we'll be back uh in a minute all right all right, and we are back, which was like no time for anybody listening or <laughs> that, that matter. Uh, so um, I didn't mention this before, but you'll notice I am not in my basement right now. I, I, I noticed, um, but I, there was enough to talk about that I didn't want to point it out yet. Yeah, the um, my screen to my uh, computer broke. I'm just using my webcam to do everything. So... Uh, <clears throat> I'm using uh-huh. my monitor here to do this whole thing. So I get to haul all that down to the basement. So how'd you do that, man? Uh, I did not do it, but we won't talk about it. So Okay. <laughs> I just uh, auto-assumed it was you drunk, you know. Hey man, <clears throat> I get it. A fair assumption. I, I I don't blame you. I don't think anybody were, would believe it was not me that did it. Uh, but anyhow. Uh, the next thing I had up to talk about before Ben left was the 10-year documentary that's coming out uh, Thursday. Yeah, a couple of days or tomorrow as you listen to this on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, are you guys going to be watching it? It's the exact same time as the first live sporting event, sporting events. <laughs> uh, since this whole pandemic lockdown went, went on, it's during the NFL draft. I will not be watching. How about you guys? I, I'll probably be watching the draft. I, what, one thing that I am frustrated with is I wish I um, – knew a little bit more about the medium in which we will be watching it together. Like um, you have to, they sent out the email and you have to click the link and register on something that I think it's like Ticketmaster and and then they'll send you the information. And I'm like, well, what's the information? Like what, well, what are you, we doing? Did you watch the first chapter? No. Okay. So I think the first chapter kind of gives you going through and watching the first chapter kind of gives you an idea about what the process is going to be. But yeah, it's like you said, you go through it, I think a ticket master link or something. Uh, but heads up to everybody out there that's um, uh, intelligent and uses ad blockers. I had to turn my ad blocker off just for the actual video screen to, sh- to come on to see everything. Um, and there was nothing that clued me in that the ad blocker was the problem. It was just a big black box or anything. But uh, so is there a chat? Is it a, it's a watch party, right? So I don't know if it's a watch party. Is it a watch party, Tim? I don't know if it's a watch party. I think, I mean, I got the email today about Thursday and you know, you go to the, you click the link and it takes you to this page and it says click here to watch, but you know, the play button's disabled and I feel like you're just going to click play 
Yeah, actually, was your ad block disabled? Because I bet if you had gone there without that, it probably would have played the first chapter. It was because I did have my work laptop. Uh, and you allow ads? There is no ad blocker. No, they don't. All right, fair enough. But we, no, should plan, we should plan some kind of watch party. We've talked about uh, this a little well, bit. And, but. Well, so I, when it first was announced, I kind of talked about that, but that was before I realized it was the same time as the NFL draft. So I'm going to watch, as I said, it was, it was Michael Klein that pointed this out on, on Panther Talk, so props to him. Again, once again, I'm stealing things other people have said. Um, Content stealer. It is, yeah, absolutely. That's all I got. I, I have never had an original thought in my life. It is at the exact same time as the first sporting event that has any kind of interest by anybody since this whole, whole thing went down. Only thing I can think is, and I said we would never use the term GSUing it at all when we did this whole podcast, but literally, we are in unprecedented times with the, with this whole lockdown and way everything is going on. Why would you do this present? And I know they want to do a Thursday because we Thursday. We Thursday. No, no, no. That's not a real thing. But why, that's not a real thing. Think, think about it like you know they do the, they do the third Thursday before that was ever a thing. Um, huh. But this is not third Thursday. Um, why would you schedule this thing to be streamed during? The draft, like this, literally has a chance to have its best viewership ever, as as far as something that Georgia State would do. If you did it any other time, because Wednesday, people, people this are Wednesday. people are so starved. A week later, any, yeah, yeah, a week any, before, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, and obviously, it's already and done. Like they should have done it last Thursday when we did our our um, our happy hour. Because the reason why I picked that week was because it was the third Thursday. It kind of replaced that, right? Yeah. Alumni week, uh, Thursday thing, whatever. So I, I don't know why we did that. It, it has to be complete oversight or undersight. Under oversight. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I understand both words for for this. <laughs> I think uh, you know I, I have a busy Thursday. I got trivia at seven. They moved it an hour earlier to not compete with the NFL draft. Yeah. Fantastic idea. And then I think. How do you do, tri- how do, you do trivia? It's uh, Hampton and Hudson, uh, just down there by all the cool kids on the Sydney Springs, so I'm not one of them. Um, they're doing some – they do trivia every Thursday for like an hour. Um, it's like 50, 60 questions. I think you can like form teams and stuff like that. Yeah, but is it via uh, a Zoom meeting or – Yeah, it- I think it's via a link. I haven't done it yet. Uh, I had some friends that said it's fun, so – Thank you, not? David, for, for actually yeah, I, I, asking I, I, the question I, I, I wanted. Right, I was trying to figure out how you got to shoot. Well, I saw, I saw there's Dirty South Trivia, and they're doing a Friends Trivia, but it's going to be via something like this. I think it's and, Instagram Live. And I'm assuming you just go to the chat, and you you chat to the administrator what your answer is for each question. That's what I'm assuming it is. Yeah. I've got no idea. So then at 8, I'm going to try to watch the draft and the presentation, which means it's kind of like being in a work meeting, right? Where you're Are we going to get Excel else. spreadsheets? and? Yeah. Look, it's yeah. going to be an XFL draft. The thing yeah. is, if I'm watching the Georgia State uh, documentary, I've got to put 100% of my uh, attention on that. Uh, right. I'm watching the NFL draft. I do not need to put my 100% attention to it. But if I'm putting any attention to it, I'm not paying enough to the documentary. Yeah. So I feel like I'm going to watch the draft. And even though the Falcons will be later into the picks because. I approve of winning those four games at the end of the season. Uh, yeah, I'm just not going to watch. I'll watch the Georgia State thing later on. 
and maybe we'll do something with that. Maybe we can do a, a rewatch party or something ourselves. The whole deal. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like more people are going to watch the draft because there is no sports, right? I yeah. mean, more people that just normally wouldn't care are going to want to watch it just because. And also, as a buddy of mine put it, this is going to be an absolute, uh, just like, it could be a, a huge disaster. Could be watching it. It'd be like watching a NASCAR race for the for the wrecks because all the um, the coaches and the administrators, everybody, all the uh, people that involved with the leagues are all going to be at their own homes. And none of them are going to be together. None of them are, none of them are going to be doing this. There's going to be an open, open speakerphone line between the ADs, all 32 athletic or ADs, general managers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and everything. Yeah. So I'm, I'm watching that. Uh, and I'm actually going to do a zoom call with my, uh, my Falcons buds. Uh, we'll do that uh, the whole time. Well, and how are we going to boo Goodell? I don't like, do you just, boo him I didn't look at it because I think booing Goodell is stupid, but there's actually something going on. I think people are just doing a, a tweet, like a little, little tweet, um, like hashtag boo Goodell, or I don't know what that, there's something going on on social media and maybe it's people posting videos of them booing Goodell whenever he comes on, I don't know, but there is something going on on social media to make sure that Goodell gets his, his booze. I, I think the general idea of it is stupid. I agree with you, but, um, but the fact that it is so consistent is, is it, it, it is eventually funny. I, I don't, there's something to it where I, like I start cracking up. It really started when they were doing everything in New York city and the Eagles fans would just drive up from Philadelphia and uh, you just boom, just, just, for anything because they're, they're Philly fans and they really just boo people, the beings like you know, yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would say they're one notch about Saints fans, but there's there's that's not possible. They're just, they are they're widely known like throughout the world as the worst fans in on the planet. The Philadelphia fans are more like uh more violent fans, yeah. Whereas uh, yeah. Saints fans are absolutely just garbage trash, like right, right, right. They know they can't afford bail, so they don't get into fights. I think Philly just in general. I don't know. That's my experience. I've there. never had a good time there. I've been there once. Yeah. I had a blast. Um, well, I was about to say, you 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 did the Rocky run, right? Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it, <laughs> oh, that's cool. It was, it was a good time. And I saw the <clears throat> the following day. Uh, Even better. All right. So I'm going to skip questions for Ben because that was next on my list. Uh, but we did get a few questions. We asked a bunch of questions. I think yeah, that, yeah, that happened good. organically. Yeah, it came out great. I think that was a, a good part. Maybe we can uh, get him on again. I, I, actually, I, we've got to answer these questions. So we'll get him back on maybe next week. Or maybe we'll do a little midweek type thing. I don't know. Whoa. We'll see. What? It's crazy. Maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll just call him during his work day and be like, dude, answer these questions now. Answer, <laughs> answer me. You're on, we're recording get right on now. Get on Zoom right now. Maybe you're walking around an empty office building right now. Just answer these stupid questions he will ask. Actually, they great questions. He's like, fine. You're like, hello. Welcome to State of Atlanta. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> 10 a.m <laughs> hey i got i got uh no, no i was gonna say i have tomorrow off i don't tomorrow off kim took tomorrow off so i could work all day long and uh, oh good for her maybe i'll take tomorrow off as well and just start drinking first thing in the morning oh you're taking that day off it's good <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, the plan <laughs> And so for a new segment that I want to call random stuff I combed from social media to talk about. Okay. Okay. Uh, most, if not all. Isn't that all the things? I'm sorry. Man. Isn't this the whole episode? <laughs> no, this is the social media type stuff. Oh, okay. And I think maybe all of this came from the, uh, the Barstool GSU account, which. Uh, solid, solid. It's a solid, solid account. Follow. Great job. Solid follow. Solid follow. 
Um, but I'm horrible at coming up with content ideas, so we'll just uh, piggyback off what he's doing. Uh, there, he did, or, he, or so actually, maybe this, this is maybe the one thing I saw him. No, it is him. Uh, there was a graph, and it was like the uh, every team, all 130 teams, and their average chance of winning their conference broken up to like you know like very very high chance to like not happening, microscopic, and everywhere. I think it was five levels, maybe six. I think it was five. Yeah, I remember that. They came in, the, their chances of winning the conference came in right as average. And this is, of course, coming from just some fan or just some fan of college football. It's no stats or numbers. It's like we would have put it together if we came up with it or, or I came up with it or something. Like you guys pay more attention than I do. Uh, but we came in average, and I'm like, that's kind of where we belong, right? Like, I think we have, if we can beat App State one season, then we can win the, at least play for the conference championship, right? Yeah, I mean, if the dominoes fall the right way, you beat App State, they fumble someone, then, you know, we sneak in there. We, and we, beat, the App. we beat App, we beat Southern. Southern beats, Southern beats App. We're in the conference championship, and we play against Lafayette. It's that easy. That's, that's, a, that's, a that's all we got to do. It's, we win two games, and then we're, we're in the championship. Uh, so, no, I thought that it was kind of cool, though, but it was – Whoever put that, I have no idea who put, it, who put it together. I don't know if uh, the Barstool account did or not, but uh, it was Auburn to you. But uh, uh, some notable people lower than us were, were Troy. Troy was Troy in, was in the bottom level. Troy was yeah. the chance possible to win, or was in the yeah. ULM, Texas State. They were all down there, but Troy, I thought was weird. Was a weird like lowest score, right? I mean, like, and and for us to be average and then to be like two levels below us, I, I was like, that, I don't understand. Seems odd. Maybe right? maybe we're still riding that Tennessee win high for the uh, yeah <laughs> yeah. People respect us because that's all they know about us. We got a little cred there. Little. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but no, I thought that was, that was pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, then he had another one. This is another Barstool one. He uh, was trying to rank the hashtags for the university excuse me, for Georgia State. And the hashtags were uh, uh, State Not Southern, Light It Blue, Our City, and Panther Family. Uh, All right. I mean, there's we've used a lot more hashtags, but I guess those are the kind of ones that are not, like, season-specific or, or whatever. What did you vote for, David? Uh, I did Light It Blue. I Me like – um, I, I didn't vote, uh, but I like uh, Panther Family a lot. I think Panther so none of us won. What's that? <laughs> none of us won. No, what'd you vote for, Tim? I vote for Light It Blue as well, but none of us won. Yeah, I uh, I like Light It Blue. I like Our City. Panther Family, it, it seems to be a little bit of a, a forced one a little bit to me. Because I know that was actually like a, a university-pushed hashtag. Is well, Light It Blue not? Hey, it's our City, Our City and Light It Blue is as well. But they wanted to make Panther Family to be like, instead of Panther Nation, like a lot of schools do, like, you know, they're, they're you know, mascot nation bulldog nation or whatever uh that was where that panther family came from i, I kind of get it uh but light it blue i think that's been the most for me that's the one that has really kind of like energized the fan base and crowd and we, we like to, there's so much more to it it's not just a hashtag it's you know dropping the lights football stadium yeah. or basketball arena and actually lighting it blue it's people like uh they're as crazy fans as us lighting their own porch lights blue or something like that. That's it's it's what of, I, it's, it's a call to action is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But, and it's, I, yeah. um, but I it's have totally it on, I, it's on my profile. It's on my Twitter profile. So like, I obviously would have voted for that, but the problem is it's been co-opted. 
Well, yeah. that one day, but um, is it only one day? That was that. Well, I mean, they have that. They have the Twitter name, so they can use it whenever they want to now. But yeah. uh, I mean, the state, not Southern, the winner won big. I mean, forty-three percent versus uh, Light It Boo. It Light It Light It Boo. Light It Boo. What can we do with that? That sounds like Atlanta, that sounds like an Atlanta thing. Light It Boo. <laughs> I get or just like in October. <laughs> yeah, I get state not southern winning, but then it's super specific. I don't know. And it's too much attention on that team down south, man. Exactly. Right. Too much. We should never lift ourselves up by putting them down. They should just be down and us be up. I only put that hashtag when it's relevant to us as opposed to them. And and, and that is not all of the Georgia State conversations, right? Have, so like I could put another Georgia State hashtag next to that that I would put on I've all got Georgia State. T- one of those one of those giveaway T-shirts, and I think it's a black T-shirt. The, the, the outline of the state of Georgia with the panther head in the middle of it. And the back of it says hashtag State Not Southern. Toss that shirt. <laughs> nope, I'm not wearing anything that says Southern on it. Not happening. Okay. <clears throat> I think I have that, and I think I still wear it around the house. You know, I kept it for a little bit, and it was my like around the house kind of <clears throat> shirt. And I, I just yeah. I felt dirty the entire time. I was like, I was like, I just got out of the shower and I put this shirt on. I already feel like I need to have a shower again. It's just, I, I just, it's, it's one of those shirts that like, if you know, you're going to be working with bleach, you just like, you know, right. all right, I'll wear this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I mess it up, I mess it up. Hopefully I mess it up right over Southern. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next tweet that he had out there was uh, who will be the next P five win for Georgia States. And Tim, you actually responded to this one. I think you were actually the only response that he got, other than himself. Uh, yeah, I just said Alabama, of course. I mean, yeah. that's the next P five game we play, right? So yeah, <laughs> you can, you can we're like, call that in like games four games episodes ago, right? right? We call that in four or five episodes ago. Yeah, it's a done deal at this point. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, we're all on even uh, playing field now, right? Because we're all working out at home. Yeah, that's what we just <laughs> talked about. I think I we gave all our players Apple Watches, right? <laughs> no, we, we we have like the uh, Fitbits from about four years ago, from like the, uh, uh, the what's it called? The not their placement, uh, un- refurbished refurbished Fitbits is what we have. They actually <laughs> yeah. um, they actually call all those um, all the players that got those are um, not allowed to play for the first game, disqualified. That's what I was looking for, and uh, so they just disqualified the game, and we win. By default. Well, that's not their first game. Oh, we're not their first game? All right. Two game. Two game disqualification. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the Barstool account that North Carolina may be our first, our our next. uh, Yeah. They're probably going to get better. Well, App State beat them, so. Yeah, but in Matt Brown's first season, which which was weird. They had a weird football season. I think the Vanderbilt game. Could be our maybe our next P five win. <clears throat> Mac Brown, Mac Brown was at maybe, Texas for a maybe, while, right? Maybe Vandy should be the next P five win, like, or at least a P five win. I, I'm not, I'm not impressed with Mac Brown. He's a, he's a Texas coach, right? He was, he was UNC coach. Uh, I don't know if he did anything between UNC and Texas, but he went to Texas. But he was Texas for a long time, and he kind of sucked for a while. But like, he had done it for long yeah, enough probably. where people gave him the benefit he, of the doubt. He was successful at UNC. From understand, uh, I'm making a lot of this up. Uh, what do you think about uh, potentially beating South Carolina? I, I don't know. I, I think that uh, it'll be better by then. 
Coach Elliott doesn't want to do that. He wants to get that uh, that job later on. He doesn't. I think Elliott would love. I, I think he would love to do it. You think? Yeah, I think so. I hope so. Have, have you, you guys, you guys, uh, well, well, David heard him talk about App State. He was, I mean, he's like, we just want to like rip them a new one. He's like, I'd love, I would, I would like that. That school is like who I want to be. Well, I, I wish he felt that way uh, about Georgia Southern. So. I, well, but he's got some personal yeah. connections to App State, so yeah, yeah, like, like his boss. I like him not giving a shit about Georgia Southern, so and that's the way it should be, and that's the way I want to be. But I can't, I can't stop not hating them. I just, yeah, I don't so you can't focus too much, otherwise you'll lose the game, right? Because you're worried. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> next tweet again. I think it's still from uh from from Barstool. Did the uh, voting on the best logo, and we have a jillion logos. He only included six in there, and really, it was like maybe three and a half. It was really, really Pantherhead cool. won, right? Pantherhead. Uh, it wasn't a poll; it was just a yeah. tweet your response. And I don't know if he like posted this, deleted it, and reposted it, but I did tweet back to this, <laughs> and my tweet is no longer there. So either I was really drunk and don't know what I did, but I remember getting likes on it. From Barstool, but Tim, I think I saw your tweet. Yeah, I think you and I were a hundred percent on the same page. Like, it, there's only right. one logo. There's only one logo. That was number one. That was number yeah. one. The Panther head was number one. Uh, but yeah, um, so the options were, if I can remember in order, I'm going to try to remember in order. Was number one was Panther head. Number two was the word mark, our current word mark. Three was the uh, the GSU red underline. Four was Pantherhead with the word mark. Five <laughs> was the blue and black push-up Panther logo with the word mark. And six was the white, the blue and white uh, Panther or push-up Panther with with the uh, word mark on there on that one. And so, it, my order was Pantherhead first, Pantherhead with word mark second. Oh no, 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 Pantherhead first. A word mark second, Pantherhead with word mark third, GSU fourth, blue and white, push up Panther. Actually, I think what I said was anything else ever again, then blue and white, push up Panther, and blue and black, push up Panther. I think that was my order. Is that what you had, Tim? Yes. Yeah. When I saw your response, I'm like, I think we were dead on. Yeah. Huh. It is gone. You're right. You, you saw me. You saw my response, right? No, I don't see your response. Maybe you saw before, though, right? It's not there now. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But yeah, yeah. I'm, right now, I'm on the search, and I see the state of Atlanta response was one, two, four, three. Anything else you could come up with? Six, five. I did not see it today. And you don't see it either, Tom. I don't see it either. I yeah. did shadow band. I see it. It's weird. Oh no, I do see it now. Yeah, I don't see it. What do you guys think? I mean, like, I think it's pretty obvious. The Panther is the best logo we've ever had. <clears throat> yeah, and then two's good. Um, and four's good. Yeah. One, two, four, three. And then who cares about five and six? Yeah. But uh, as, as long as five is the last one. Because that blue and black push-up Panther is absolutely horrible. There was a, uh, a, funny, a funny image someone posted about that. They put... Um, they redid it and they put Georgia Southern as two in a trash can. That was kind of funny. Oh, I didn't see that one. I did see someone posting the old uh, profile, what I call the Chester Cheetah. Uh, yeah. 
I saw that. Logo, that was pretty good. Uh, man, we're we're late into this one. Do you guys want to keep going, or do you want to hold some stuff over to uh, next week? I mean, we can do next week. We can do last call. We can do whatever, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, if we've already gone, if we've already gone a while, like I, I think people don't like uh, too long a podcast. Yeah. Let's see. Um, no, I want to keep going. So keep going. <laughs> sounds about Let's sounds go. about right. Sounds about right. You know, you <laughs> so ask our opinion, you just do whatever the hell you want to do anyway. Only only because I came across this looking for stuff today. I came across this on the uh, the Sunbelt board, CSN BBS, and I hadn't seen this anywhere else before. And I thought it was really cool. And I just want to talk about it myself. Uh, it was a twenty four seven sports article from a state nation. So it's from Arkansas state's uh, 24-7 board. And they had a proposition because of all the Sunbelt, the G5 schools um, struggling financially to this whole deal, the whole pandemic and everything. <clears throat> a two-year kind of like, um, kind of a hiatus on the Sunbelt and Conference USA. Because the cost of travel being what it is when you're trying to move these teams around, the flights and everything, their proposition was for the next two years, the Sun Belt and the Conference USA join forces, but you break into two different conferences. You take the Sun Belt East teams and the Conference USA East teams, and that becomes a new conference. And the Conference USA West teams and Sun Belt West teams become a new conference. But it just, just for two years – and they still operate as Sunbelt and they operate as Conference USA. And so basically the East teams would be the Sunbelt Conference, or as they call it, the Sun USA. And the West divisions would be a USA Sun Conference. And uh, it should be Seabelt, but that's neither here nor there. No, 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 no. So the, the, there's, two, there's two different conferences. I know. And that second right. one should be Seabelt. Well, they're, they're, they're trying to do Sun USA and USA Sun, just kind of flip-flop back and forth. But I think yeah. you, you could do uh, USA Belt or Belt USA. or USA Belt sounds pretty good, but Sea Belt's not bad. Sea Belt? Uh, but this, so that, that would put us in a conference. And, and also, this is just for Olympic sports. This is not for football. Football still operates as normal. Okay. Um, so there's so few games. That, that would put us in a conference for two years – Basketball, baseball, uh, soccer-ish, volleyball, whatever. Marshall, Old Dominion, Charlotte, App State, Middle Tennessee, Western Kentucky, Coastal, Garbage Down South, us, uh, Florida International, Florida Atlantic, South Alabama, and Troy. So do you like – So do we separate into um, like north-south divisions? There had to be some. There be had to, had to be some kind of other thing, but it's not football. Um, so you can still play every team in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. not football. Um, and then so that actually makes two thirteen team divisions, uh, or two thirteen team conferences. And since UAB and South Alabama are basically right on the borderline of both, uh, UAB is technically in the west, with the South Alabama being in the east. You could flip flop and like, well, you could let. UAB join the West, we'll let South Alabama join the East. I say UAB joins the East, so we'd be a 14 and 12 conference. I think that, that would actually be a lot of fun. It still doesn't get us that that Metro City kind of conference that we want, but I, I like the regionality of the whole thing. 
And it's all the teams that I wanted to play when we joined the Sun Belt in the first place. The and they got rated. The four right. schools, Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky, were the four schools that I was excited about playing. Yep. Yeah. We joined Sun Belt. Yeah. And then uh, Old Dominion, an old conference foe, right? We, we were in the conference at Old Dominion for a while. We were, yeah. Sort of, but not really with football. Yeah, not with football, right? Mm. Plus, they're like way better than us anyway for them. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, is they've sort of been um, not good lately. So they yeah. they like they like started strong and then just like fell off. Whereas like we started weak and have been slowly yeah, they, gaining they, ground. They, yeah, they like a four game home and away with Virginia Tech. I think that was a good coup right there, getting uh, Virginia Tech to do it. But it's different up in Virginia football wise. So yeah. I think they had a better chance of getting that scheduled. Yeah, the funny thing I think about uh, this whole deal is uh, the other side, the West, is pretty much like uh, the Texas-Louisiana League because you've got UTEP, Rice, Texas State, UTSA, UT Arlington, North Texas, uh, Ulala, La Tech, and Monroe, then Arkansas State, uh, uh, Little Rock, Mississippi, UAB, but like there's a, there's like over half the conference is just those two states. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that makes a, a ton of sense. Yeah. So what right. happens in two years when we do this and then all the schools are like, shit, I don't keep sense. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, that, that was my, that was my question to you guys. It's like, once you get that, that regionality of the whole deal, again, this is not football. This is just basketball and the Olympic sports, but you're taking buses everywhere versus flights. That's, Pretty a pretty appealing concept. Yeah, it starts making a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, and then and it turns into like a Sun Belt Conference USA Super Conference with twenty six teams. That'd be insane. <laughs> four divisions. Four divisions. Uh, we have our own playoff for the conference championship. That'd be right. awesome. Or for football, that would be yeah. That, that would be amazing. I'm I'm. You have sold me on this idea on that we should just we should just merge, have four divisions, have a two round playoff with um with all of the with division champions. Just for, our, it could be your own league. We have our own league of college football, dude. I'm I'm in. This is awesome. <laughs> this is such a good idea. It's not bad, but we're still really the only. David, use your powers, make it happen. <laughs> Yeah, it works, right? But still, we're the only like major city included in this, right? Oh no, I guess um, somebody's. Where's, where's FI, FIU, FAU? Because uh, those are probably major cities. FAU is Boca, and FIU is Miami-ish. And then Murfreesboro is like what thirty minutes outside of Nashville. I think it's forty-five miles. Yeah, it's it's not far. It's like a half hour. Yeah, I, I, w- I would think that after two years of doing this, there would probably be a lot of push by a lot of fans and maybe even athletic directors to mix things up. Maybe you start a new conference or you start a new couple of conferences. I don't know. be kind of cool. Yeah, especially Western Kentucky, all the uh, the bourbon up there. Yes, I would be a big fan <laughs> of Western Kentucky. You have an excuse to go there. Once uh, I gotta go tailgate this weekend. I gotta go Thursday. I don't we know, know why. Uh, Mac, uh, Mac, uh, uh, Max wine, beer, beer. wine. I always get it wrong. It, it, it's wine, beer, spirits, liquor. Those. It's it's two of those words with an and in between. Max, Max beer and one. Max sells booze in Midtown. Yeah, uh, and he goes up to Louisville 
uh, once or twice a season to buy uh, some barrels just for them. So um, I'm sure he'd probably be on for this whole thing. We could nice. ride his coattails up there. My uh, my dad lives in, in Bowling Green, so I have all nice. the reason in the world to go up there. There you go. There you go. You better. So um, this is just a fan site writing about it. Obviously, there's not like it's this is what conferences. No, this is real, right? We're talking about this is real enough for me. So I'm all in. Let's do it. Good. I think only good. And then we. Well, it's, it's like what I asked Ben. Like, who who do I need to write a letter to? You know, I'll write a letter. <laughs> yeah, we need to get rid of that boss. You don't even re- you don't even read letters. You're gonna write one. Yeah, no, my voice is much more important, right? Like everything I write down matters. So you should write the letter to Cobb and just say, I'll read your letter if you read mine. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. You might be or, like, or I think you should just get every time you get an email from Cobb's uh, email, I think you should be, not, don't read his, just read the subject line. Like, I'm going to write, write my version of this. <laughs> But I think it just says like State of the Panthers or something. <laughs> June. <laughs> like, well, we're not playing a lot of games right now, so we're okay. Well, when we start playing our games, if we uh, if we win more games than the other teams play, all right, uh, right. win then Charlie Madden. <laughs> I mean, that's it's it's what we're doing, man. That's that's what those things are. Like you even just talked about that when you like when we were talking about the letter. You're being like, there's not very much detail in here. I didn't learn anything by reading it. So why would I read that? Like, we're going to stop spending money. And like, I wish that my bill collectors would say that that was okay. Yeah. I think the only things I learned that made me feel better are there's, well, the conversion of 188, right? For soccer, which fine. Also fundraising campaign to go for it. Not, it's not paid for. There's a fundraising campaign for it. Paid for, not paid for. It's very confusing. Yeah. Super complicated, but the convocation center is still going on. On with accounting. Yes. You know, convocation center is an educational facility, and it's very important for the future of Georgia State to it's, build it out. It's an academic facility. Let's not say it's an education facility. Academic. Except for when we school teams on how to play basketball. <laughs> what basketball? It's a, it's a. It's actually a class. <laughs> exactly. How to whoop ass the class. Yeah. How to whoop ass one on one. Uh we killed that one. Uh I don't really have much on uh any kind of news about sports and the pandemic except for we kind of talked about it last week. Um Comfort is asking uh schools asking for some leniency, G5 schools asking for leniency and NCAA restrictions and everything. Um, so athletic departments are doing some pay cuts, but there's questions about whether or not the head football coaches get their pay cut. So there's a big concern like, all right, so you have some employees making, you know, 40, 50, 70, 80 grand a year that are doing forced pay cuts. And then like, this is Arizona, Head coach is getting paid three and a half million dollars a year and not getting a pay cut. That's a that's an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, it, it, so weirdly, it's the nature of contracts. But like, um, I would I would hope that that head coach 
would be able to do the right thing because like like they're probably doing okay yeah and, cool. so and the and the ratio there is so bad right because there's probably not that many employees compared to the head coach right well so like it doesn't make that big of an effect towards us because uh coach elliott's not making three and a half million dollars a year he's right no he's making a half, half million a year which is great money but, wrong but you know we were talking about um somebody making 50 grand a year compared to a guy making three and a half million there's a big gap yeah someone making 50 living in atlanta and uh, somebody else making uh, 500 grand well because their staff is probably making a very similar amount to our staff right yeah, yeah. yeah. so um yeah it's <sighs> I don't know how you can. Well, I guess it comes down to contracts. Do they have pandemic clauses in these people's contracts? Yeah, I mean, it just depends on how it all all goes down. Because like like coaches have like agents, and they're they negotiate the contracts to whatever degree and whatever. And like, I know when you when you hired when you got hired, you didn't like hire a lawyer to like look over your employment contract, right? I mean, you just didn't do that. No, money or not? Because here's my here's my option sign this contract and get paid or don't sign this contract and not take this job. Yeah. It's just a different, it's the nature of that is different. Exactly. But you'd still expect a coach that's making three and a half million dollars to, to sort of like, to to, to, do not sort of to do the right thing. Right. Like if there's 10 employees that are going to get a pay cut and like he could take a million off of three and a half million, like you hope they do it. Take one for the team, right? There's, there's all, I mean, in so many aspects, loyalty is a big thing. And how do you create loyalty as a coach is taking that self-imposed pay cut yeah. to, to either just be on par with your subordinates or maybe even to take your money and be like, all right, I'll, I'll pay their deduction, whatever, right. a, a 10% deduction. I'll take a 40% deduction and, and pay that difference. Or I don't know. Um, not something I think that affects your estate at all, but no. But I mean, yeah, I, I I would I would judge the coach that took their full allotted payment while their employees were getting a cut, especially right. like given the the ratio. You know, like just because there's so few of them, they he can make coaches, it. They can make it up. Head football coaches are the highest paid players on most state payrolls. That's not just yeah. at university. I mean, like. As far as who gets paid the most in the state of Georgia, it's probably uh, uh, Curry Smart, right? It's probably the highest paid, yeah. person, highest paid person in the state of Georgia. Yeah, in most states, it is it is whatever popular sport in that state, which is usually basketball or football, or I think there's weird ones that are hockey. There's a couple that are hockey, I think. That makes um, sense. And, yeah, and um, there's a couple of, of university presidents on the list that are like the highest paid public employee. But um, it is usually whatever popular sport there is. Yeah, if, you, if, the you're, uh, it's, if you've got a P5 team in your state, it's probably that football coach that's uh, highest paid. Or if you're ACC, it's your basketball coach or something. I mean, if you're making $3 million, you hope you can take a hit for a year of a million. Yeah, well, it's, it's all your styles, just a little bit. You know? <laughs> if you're $3.5 million a year and you're living to paycheck to paycheck, you got a problem, buddy. <laughs> and it's you probably know. going right up your nose. <laughs> wow. Just call him right, right out. Right there. Just call him out. That's it. That's it. You just put him on there, man. 
Uh, but no, so uh, I think all G5 conferences have asked for <clears throat> leniency within AAA. Uh, we talked about that last week, but uh, came out uh, like the day afterwards that uh, Cobb and Georgia State were one of those schools that, that asked for that. I didn't find well, there it. Was a, there was an AJC article that was yeah, all about us asking. Yeah, AJC was trying to point out that Georgia State was um, not doing well or asking for something, asking for some help. So, of course, AJC is going to jump in on that about how uh, we're not doing that great. Uh, Any press is good press. I don't know. Any press is good press. But I I thought it was weird that the the article headline that I saw was um, five FBS programs, including AAC and Conference USA, asked for assistance. So the only five programs that asked were all the G5 programs that they had to toss in AAC and Conference USA. Understandably, AAC is the best G5 conference. CS Conference USA is not the second best conference. I guess it's not the right. most known or most. I guess uh, whatever. This was in the AJC article. Yeah, it was. Uh, this was a, it was some article. article. I think it was the AJC. It, it was the, a, if it was the AJC article, like they're th- literally they're garbage, right? Like you don't even want to align your um, bird cage with this crap. Well, there's a lot of talk about multiple FBS programs dropping to FCS. Yeah, I got to worry about our friends at ULM. They have a super tiny budget. Oh, uh, hand raise, hand raise. We have friends at ULM. Yeah, they're in our conference. We're friends. We just beat them. We just beat them. I don't know. I don't, like, like I would, I would lose absolutely zero what, sleep over them dropping team, out of FCS. What fan base in this conference would you call friends? None of them. I mean, I'll give you Texas. Friends. State. I'll give you Texas State. We commiserate I, with them because we're we were both terrible. And, yeah, exactly. Know. Um, yeah. I, I would even give you App State to the extent that uh, enemy of my enemy type thing. No, I've, I've I've found myself rooting for App State in out of conference games in a way that I don't root for other teams in our conference. I like and and I I don't like root against them. I just don't care. And then you take the basketball schools, the the Little Rock and the um Arlington, yeah, I don't, and that's kind of like I feel like that, that's like the little kid. Like it's like your um your youngest sibling's youngest kid, you don't care that much about. You just kind of like rub their head when they walk by Thanksgiving. Oh, you go, Johnny? Is that your name? Like, kind of thing. So I don't I don't hate the basketball school, basketball only schools, but Texas State and App State only because of uh, you know, Miami. Other than that, I don't have any friends in this conference. I don't like anybody in this conference. <clears throat> Am I friends with Coastal? No. You should have never moved up and you have an ugly field. I was gonna say, and you have an ugly damn field. Yeah, it's horrible. You know, once you get a Division One field, then maybe we can talk. But until then, no. Nice, you got me thinking about this, man. And and I think you're right. Like, I just don't. I I appreciate App State a lot, and then and then basically no one else. But to to Tim Corbel's point about them being our friends, I think Monroe has a lot to. consider about going dropping into they probably should they probably should have before this so i mean it's like eight million or seven or six some stupid low number it's like there's not a one in front there's no number in front of the other number (laughs) right i'm like how the hell do they function 
Well, so the whole differentiation between FCS and FBS is all about budgets. And so if there are FCS budgets above them, then they ought to swap. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I guarantee I have no information on this whatsoever, but I would have to imagine that uh, North Dakota State, James Madison, Missouri State. James Madison. Budgets, yeah. All Jacksonville State probably all have budgets over Monroe. Yeah, I, I have. I also <laughs> am talking completely uh, out of my ass. And I agree with you 100%. That has to be true. James Madison, $35 million in 2015. There you go. James Madison okay. was easy. I mean, have you seen that stadium? It's beautiful. It's pretty. I've yeah. driven yeah. past 180, whatever that road is. That, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Right past that. Yeah. It's surprising how nice it is. Yeah. So, uh, they, so Monroe should, should move down. Uh, no, no, not insulting Monroe. I mean, not that I respect them at all, but. It's not an insult. I'm just saying they, they probably deserve No, you just belong where you belong. It's okay, yeah. man. Like I'm impressed that they're still an FBS. Oh, they have that. They're right. of a budget and they're competitive-ish. I mean, they're, uh, right. no, they're not though. They're riding Ish. that they're riding that Nick Saban win from like what was it, like 15 years ago or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not competitive at all. Like it's uh, they've they've been perennially terrible. I don't want to get into it, but Southern should move down. Uh who else <laughs> in Sunbelt should move down? Coastal is the only other one. Coastal, coastal. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they said that they had like the 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 CEO of Coastal or something was like their was their coach, right? Yeah. No, it was it was some uh, stock. Oh, something. What was? I don't think he's still the head coach. No, he's 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 moved off. He's still heavily involved though. Like he's still in the leadership structure, whatever it is. But he he stepped down from being head coach. Yeah, South Alabama, keep them. Yeah, they're they're fine. They're fine. I mean, keep them. It's not not my decision. We keep them or leave them. I'm just saying programs that probably should uh, stay or go. I the state of Alabama has got enough football fans to support any number of FBS programs. That's I I don't see South Alabama going anywhere at all. I mean, I don't know. I'm not with the final of the crap, but. I don't, I don't I, I, yeah, I'm not like trying to tell them that they should drop down like I am other schools. Yeah. ULM Southern Coastal. But it, but it'd be inter- this would be a very interesting conference shuffling to it's not it's not like the blue chip uh P5 programs pulling up lower blue chip or blo- lower P5 programs and then the G5 moving no this would be literally programs dissolving or dropping down in uh, rankings. Or- it's, it's more like relegation, right? Like like what you see in soccer where like the worst I was programs. Say like Premier League? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you'd be – we because what we would have to do as the Sun Belt is like poach down into FCS for like their best, right? So we'd be dropping our lowest budgets and grabbing FCS's highest budgets. So you drop – You just grab Liberty. Get Madison. Come on, man. Get the. Mm. <laughs> you always gotta have a Liberty comment for you in a podcast. Are there? What is the highest rated? And I don't know. I don't know the answers. I don't have any suggestions. with her. What is the highest rated or ranked or program that could possibly drop down to FCS? It's it. Well, I guess. All right, what conference has highest ranked conference probably has somebody that could drop down? Are, are there any P5 conferences that could have someone drop down? No. 
Because don't don't forget, uh, American had UConn drop down to FCS this past season or this season, whatever it is. So the- UMass, uh, but are they in, they're independent right they're now, independent. right? Yeah. So if the highest rated G five program can lose a team to FCS, is there a P five program that could drop to FCS? Too much money on the conferences that they get. There, there's no one in there is going to drop down. Not so they, would need to have, they would have like a need to have a, a conference like just chain like blow up or something for a team. So if, if you were to blow up all the conferences and just say everybody right now, there's no room. There's 130 independent football teams. Create new conferences today. There's probably some uh, P5 programs that don't stick around. Not as P5 at least. I don't know. They'd be in the American. Oh, like. That was that was reaching. Uh, well, no, because like the thing is, is is uh, I think where you're getting at is like there are the UCFs of the world that would get picked up that are not currently P five, and so like how do you make room for them? There's the Kentuckys or the um, I don't, I don't even yeah, know. but you you keep Kentucky for basketball though, right? You do, yeah. They, they go to they go to the Big East. Eh, maybe. Well, we'll see. Not football. Yeah. I mean, we won't see because this is totally made up. But Actually, yeah, that's all I sounds have. Like we have. Sounds like we have a project to work on. That's all we have? Good, because I got I to gotta pee so bad. Yeah, so that's all we have, I think, um, for this week on the regular episode, which, hell, guys, this may be cr- close to two hours. Wow. I was looking, man. We're almost 11 o'clock. Yep, yep, yep. All right, uh, then go ahead and close this one out. We'll go ahead and do a, a bathroom break and refill our coolers and stuff and – Talk about what came from last call. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Ryan, for being here. Uh, thanks again to Ben for joining us from 24 7 Sports, which I don't think I included whatsoever at all in my introduction of him. But he, was he, wore, the, he wore the hat the whole time, so he I know he's watching. So, yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, guys. And we will uh, resume, resume this on last call. Available on Patreon, patreon.com slash state of Atlanta. Free to everybody on Friday. Uh, included uh, immediately to all of our patron members. Thanks again, everybody, and uh, see you next week. Go Panthers! Bye, Go Panthers! That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much, and Go Panthers!